How y'all doing today? I'm your host, Zach Shoes, Shoemaker, and I hope you guys are having a very blessed day, even amongst all the stuff going on in the world right now. But before I go any further, make sure you hit the subscribe button below. I'm more than appreciate that. If you could also like and comment, that would be huge. And if you're listening to this on a different podcast platform, make sure to also subscribe, give a five-star review, like, comment, whatever you can. I definitely appreciate that as well. But why do you not want to miss this episode? Why will it be so special? Well, you're just going to hear from one of the top players in the 2021 recruiting class. And of course, the fourth, first member and the only commit of this 2021 Stanford recruiting class, which is number 10 all the country and Esau Silva, you're not going to miss hearing from Esau. It's going to be a can't miss interview. But what else is big time that I'm currently producing? Well, the big thing is obviously right now, my IG Live interview is going down every day. You don't want to miss a single one of those. As well as also when basketball comes back, I'll be doing big time. I'll be doing breakdown all again. You don't want to miss any of that. And of course, shoes, views, interviews are still going to be uploaded to YouTube, still going down. So how do you not miss any of those? How do you stay up to date on that? Well, head over to my Instagram and Twitter account and follow me at Zach Shoemaker. Once again, that's at Zach Shoemaker, just my name. You can also find the link to my accounts on the bios below. But as you guys know by now, this interview is brought to you by the Player Circle. And now the Player Circle is the only social networking app designed specifically for grassroots basketball players and coaches. Both all your career mixtapes, highlights, accomplishments, commitment edits, you name it, to get noticed by coaches and scouts all over the country. Download the App Store now. As well, also go check out Recruits News. That's Recruits News. You can check it out, obviously, in the description once again. You're not going to miss what they have. They bring you up to date on commitments. They bring you up to date on stats. Everything, you don't want to miss them. Trust me, they're big time. Both men's, women's, high school basketball, you don't want to miss it. But with that being said, let's get into this interview with Esau. You're not going to miss it. And Esau's interview starts right after this. Bless me, welcome on one of the top players in the country, number 23 in 2021, a four-star Number four overall point guard, number two overall player in California. He's one of the stars in Compton Magic and a Jesuit. And, of course, Stanford commit Issa Silva. What's going on today, my guy? How you doing, bro? Nice to, you know, get out here and, you know, talk some hoop. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, man, congratulations on committing. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Of course. And, I mean, let's talk about this. Stanford's had a big week last week. I mean, they land, obviously, Zaire Williams and now they land Gio. I mean, talk about the new movement for Stanford. Um, I just think, I mean, both of us, um, I don't, I don't know if he knew I was going, I didn't know he was going, but, um, I think, I mean, we're friends, so we both, um, you know, we've been talking about it and it's just like a decision we feel like is a really good basketball decision for us. Um, and then eventually, um, hopefully we both have long, you know, professional NBA careers because I know that's both of our dreams. But then after that, we'll have the Stanford network to just, that's like a huge cherry on top. And I know the coaching staffs believe in both of us, so I'm really excited. And we see this, I mean, we see obviously the Blue Bloods, they have the top players come in year in, year out, but we see some movements. ASU's one of them as well in the Pac-12 that land a couple of star players. I mean, what kind of is this shift? Why was it Stanford all of a sudden stepped up and became this kind of school at land stars? Um, I think it's people just um, accepting that it's okay to have your own path and have your own journey. Um, you know, there's different paths to make it to your dreams, and you don't want to take the the one that looks best if it's not the one that fits you best. And, you know, I think families and um, student athletes are getting comfortable choosing other schools that uh, are going to support their dreams and, you know, not maybe not have the same status, but, you know, they can elevate that school to, to that status and, you know, and hopefully add more schools to the mix where kids feel comfortable um, choosing. And when you get there, I'm not sure if all these guys will still be there, but the Pac-12 – all of a sudden, jump from maybe being one of the lower Power Five conferences to this year maybe one of the best, having guys like Evan Mobley, 
having Dalen Terry, having Marcus Bagley, Jake Gupp. I mean, the list goes on. So seeing this Pac-12 start to get stacked, I mean, what's it going to be like playing in there? I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I want to, I don't, I want to play the best player, best teams and best players in the country. Um, so you know, bring it on. Hopefully, everybody starts going to the Pac-12. That's exciting. And a lot of those guys I just list happen to be Compt Magic guys. I mean, seeing these guys all kind of stay together, stay around, we're guessing playing each other potentially. I mean, what would it be like? I mean, it's going to be great. Um, you know, we're going to go at each other on the court, but then after off the court, like, we'll be united by something bigger, and, you know, that being Compton Magic family, and, um, you know, that's a, that's a strong bondage we all have. Um, you know, hopefully we get the, um, you know, fingers crossed we'll get the summer, the end of the summer, and have a little time with them. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for that for sure. And two of your teammates at Compton, obviously Reese and Malik, are both going to USC. I mean, seeing some of these guys team up, obviously the Mobley brothers are out there too, Coach Mobley. I mean, just seeing a lot of these guys team up, I mean, is there anyone maybe they're on your Compton Magic team that you're trying to get on Stanford? Um, on my Compton Magic team, not not, not yet, not specifically. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's some. I'm already starting to recruit some players, so uh, I have a feeling that, you know, there's going to be a big splash in Stanford, Stanford hoops coming up. Um, I don't know when, but, you know, <laughs> we're all working on it. And you are the face of the recruiting class. I mean, obviously being the first guy and being one of the stars of this class, I mean, you look forward to, you're kind of going to be the recruiter now. I mean, talk about what it's going to take kind of being in that role now. I think just uh, making people making people feel comfortable. I know, um, you know, you want to go through the experience of visiting all the big-time programs, but just making people feel comfortable with trusting their gut. Um, not trying to force anybody to do anything they don't want to, but at the same time, um, just letting them know why I chose it and, you know, opening, um, you know, my decision making and like my family, letting them talk to their families. Like it's going to be an effort because um, we're trying to win a national championship and, you know, get to the NBA. So um, that's what I'm going to sell to people. And I'm going to try to be as genuine as possible because I know it can happen. And as I said, you are 2021. You still have another year left. So, I mean, what kind of led you that you knew right now at this point in time, Stanford's the right school? Um, I just knew, I just knew that was, I think, um, they believed in me like so much. They, they want me to be the face of that, that program and just help elevate it and help bring a, a culture that, you know, they've had, but they want to bring it consistently to where, you know, they don't, they're not going to be looked at as, oh, just the school. He's just going there for academics, like mm-hmm. to go there to like win championships and get, achieve your dreams. Um, so they always told me that from, you know. I would say from the players to the video coordinator to the head coach to the assistant coaches, I mean, they all have a good relationship with me, and they all believe in me a lot. Um, so at that point, it's like, um, and I visited. Uh, it's pretty close to home. I have family, I have family on staff. My cousin, my cousin's actually a student manager. Okay. So um, it was just, and it's, they accept everyone in my circle, and, you know, they're open to growth, and I'm open to growth, and... It's just a place where I can see myself growing into a really good player and helping the program at the same time. So I didn't, I didn't want to wait for uh, a blue blood to pull the trigger or, you know, the, some of them that were talking to me. Like I just, I knew what I wanted, and I'm excited to make the choice. So now I can just work, work every day. And we do have to talk about this. I mean, personally, I like, I kind of miss the guys obviously going to ESPN, going on shows and committing that way, showing a jersey or hat, but. You obviously did a commitment edit that was special. I mean, you had one of the most famous painters come out and paint the commitment in your commitment video. I mean, how'd you get that set up? Um, so one of my trainers actually knows him pretty well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's like a Sacramento legend, the painter. So uh, you know, he put us in touch. I called him, let him know my idea, and he was with it from the jump. So you know, I connected him with my parents. Um, we set up a good date, and then the videographer Jake Soriano, who's you know one of the best in the world, he actually works for the Kings. Um, so I know like I know a lot of people that work for the Kings, and I've known him for a while because he used to do some high school mixtape stuff. So, you know, I called him up and asked if he wanted to do it and put two and two together and produce a pretty special project. I mean, how did you kind of get the idea going? Because like I said, I mean, today is kind of general, just commitment video. We see the jersey and all that. But like I said, it was something special. I mean, what kind of how did it kind of pop up in your idea in your mind for do that to do that? I, mean, I just want to do something. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to. I know nobody's ever done that. So. You know, hopefully people can take that idea and start being creative with it. Um, I like to have fun with what I love. So, uh, you know, why not do it from a production standpoint? So that was why. That's awesome. And once again, going to Stanford, I mean, this obviously we know the coronavirus all going on right now. And it is tough because you can't do visits during this time period. So, I mean, you did take a visit before, though. So when you went on that visit, take us through that time. What was that visit like? Um, I, I mean, it, I was just embraced, like, uh, I just felt like I was already part of the program. Um, you know, being able to just, you know, be one with the school is important as well. Like, I'm going to be a student there, too. So, you know, I'm going to go to class, you know, before I practice and work out as much as I can. So just being comfortable with that. And the coaches just, just face-to-face. Um, the, whole, the whole visit, I was just trying to, you know, nitpick, like, their body language and what they were like and what the players were like, how they responded to them. And, you know, I came away impressed and excited. Um, and then I, I thought we were going to have a spring, but then we didn't have a spring. So it kind of just forced our family to really think back on it. And so it, they checked all the boxes and more. So that's how, that's how it came about. And top of coach, I mean, obviously the coach has a huge impact on your decision. I mean, top of your relationship, how's that continue to grow during this time period? Uh, me, 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 Coach Hash is like, mm. he's like my uncle. Like, he he really cares for me, loves me, and, uh, you know, we talk about family stuff. We won't even talk about basketball sometimes. We'll just talk about, um, I don't know, a TV show or, like, cooking dinner or something. Um, like, he just it, just, it just feels like he already embraces me as part of, as a part of his family. And, you know, I haven't even worked my tail off for him yet. But I know I'm going to work my hardest to, you know, help him, and he's going to work his hardest to help me. So, you know, that's a real special relationship. Like, he brought he brought his kid to come watch me play in the playoffs. Um, like, it's just something that I have a really good feeling about. That's awesome. And another key thing I know as assistant coaches, sometimes guys have a really close relationship with those guys. I mean, is there anyone on the assistant coaching staff that you kind of are really close to? Yeah, I mean, all of them. Uh, Coach Wilmer and Coach Orlick. I mean, those guys are I'm really close to. But uh, Coach Cohen and Coach Pruitt. Uh, Coach Pruitt kind of started recruiting me, and then Coach Cohen kind of, you know, started taking the reins and pushing, you know, pushing me and challenging me to think more about it. And, you know, I've grown close to both of them. So those two guys I talk to pretty much every day. And they're just like, now it's like getting me ready to, to be there and make an impact. So, you know, the conversations we have about analytics, what the NBA looks for in analytics, you know, college transition stuff like their film on like steals and stuff so you know i'm really excited that those relationships are going to continue to grow too 
mean, you didn't necessarily start blowing up. You didn't become a national prospect until just like a couple years ago. I mean, you obviously had a couple of mixtapes come out, the Ricky Rubio 2.0 stuff, and then you had the top 30 breakout game. I mean, talk about what it was like starting to get the offers pull in, starting to get the rankings go up. Um, I mean, it's just it's cool to see because you you know how I know how much time I put in the game, so mm-hmm. it's really something I just had to like you know you have to be happy for yourself. I mean, you don't want to confuse being happy with yourself with being satisfied, but at the same time, like it's awesome. Like I don't even think I'm like there's some stuff I do very well, but there's just so much room for me to grow and so much untapped potential, and I think that's true for anybody. But um, you know that that's the part of basketball that just that that has me hooked is like there's so much room to grow, and if you guys think I'm a top thirty player now, then like like I don't know if I just keep working, but it's, it's sky's the limit if for anybody as long as they put their mind to it and they have the right mindset. So I mean, but it was cool for people to acknowledge me. Um, you know that 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 Pangos camp was really fun. Um, I think I'm just playing free and being myself. Um, that's what I was excited about more than more than where um, rivals 24/7 more than where they put me. I mean, it's humbling for people who study at basketball for a living to put value on me. But at the same time, like you want to enhance that value as much as possible until you know you're unsurpassed. I don't agree more. And you obviously look at that and throughout your recruiting process. I mean, I believe some of the schools that are hardest with you are, of course, Stanford. But you look at Arkansas, Arizona. I mean, Gonzaga, I mean, talk about those schools. How invested were they in you and just what your relationship were with those programs? Um, you know, they were all, like, they were all just really nice, genuine people who, like, love like, loved my game. And, they out, like, even when I, I had to tell them that I wasn't going there, like, they're just, they appreciate me as a person. And, you know, I credit my, my parents for that. You know, them being impressed with how I carry myself, like, that's, that's them and their parenting. But, uh, you know, Coach... Coach Shock is smart, like, like that's my guy. Um, you know, it's hard to tell him because we we click we click pretty well, and um, you know he thinks basketball all day, and I think basketball all day. So we were starting to have a really good relationship. But um, you know, all the schools, I appreciate them all so much. Um, it's not it's not easy to to put so much energy into a kid and then you know not have him in your jersey. So I I always appreciate them. And with that, you obviously head now into your senior season, committed already. You don't have to worry about the college stuff anymore for the first time of your really high school career now. So having that pressure off you, what do you want to get done and accomplish in this upcoming season? Um, you know, obviously I want to stay healthy. Uh, I want to bring my team together and win. Uh, I've been, I like, I love, I'm like a perfectionist, so I don't think I've won or efficient, efficiently, um, you know, analytics I haven't done as well as I want to so I just want to have a really good season and stay really disciplined like I think I am now just with everything I do with my routine with the way I shoot just holding my follow through um, those are my goals and then everything else the the best players most valuable players McDonald's like all that stuff's going to come if you work and focus on bringing people together and staying humble so those are my goals is winning and we talk about, obviously, the basketball world, high school ball, and something that's become really popular, obviously, is going to prep route, playing a national schedule. Has it had any yeah. appeal to you? Um, we've, we're, we're having conversations about it. Um, we've had conversations, you know, for a couple of years now. Um, it's something we're going to have to look into more, and we don't really know yet. Right now, I'm just focused on uh, Jesuit High School winning games. 
Absolutely. And another thing, obviously, that's a new trend is we saw another guy obviously go in Dacian Dixon now go to the G League route. And I can imagine for you being a top player that the G League either has or probably will reach out to you at some point. I mean, what kind of option? What's your thoughts on the G League route? Um, I mean, it, it depends where you are in your development. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, um, you know, we're just trying to put on a little more weight uh, after season. So I ended season 174. Now I'm at 185. Um, but playing against the men is a whole different ballgame. you got to – like the bumps are different. Um, in terms of skill, I, I think I could be ready. But, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're playing against men like every single day. So, you know, it's, it'd be an adjustment. Um, I don't know much about it. But I think it's cool for, you know, seeing some kids because, I mean, it's the best route for them and they get to help their family. So power to them. And I think I think, I think it's great. Couldn't agree more. And like you said, obviously, we have three guys right now. But really, we're going to start seeing the impact come 2021 and come throughout the rest of classes. So you being in 2021, I mean, what's kind of the buzz? What do you kind of feel like that impact will have now on future classes? I mean, I think we're going to start to be approached. Um, you know, the agents and runners are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully when we get to summer and spring, I think it's going to get a little more interesting. Um, I think they'll start to reach out to the top players and, you know, try to sell them on their vision and the NBA's new development programs. So it's kind of like what they do overseas. You start playing pro early and get paid already. So I think it's a transition that was bound to happen. It's going to happen soon. Um, we'll just see, you know, if it's, if it's a viable option and if it works. Absolutely. And now we talk obviously about you heading into this next year once again, and you have a lot of accolades you want to become. I can imagine obviously you want McDonald's all American, you want different awards like that. So what do you have to do to accomplish that and be able to get those awards? Um, I got to take care of my body. First of all, um, I think everybody does. You can't, get to any of those or um play basketball if you're if you're hurt or not healthy so i think staying strong and durable is real important for me um and i think just showing people how versatile i am um versatile and strong and like just you know if you think it's my weakness i'm going to show you it's not and just working every day towards that and staying real disciplined i think discipline and evolve are like my two favorite words and um, as long as you work, and I'm going to outwork everyone, or, you know, I try my best to, and at the same time, be appreciative for the people and things around me. Um, I think that's a good recipe to, um, you know, try and reach your goals or surpass them. And we have to talk about this, too. I mean, you obviously, you're not the tallest point guard in the country. You're the tallest guard. You're not the most athletic. I mean, but you still obviously do your thing. You are one of the top players. How are you able to do that without having that many physical or athletic gifts like that? I think, I think it's just skill. Knowing how to, um, people under underestimate how to change speeds. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're we're working on now is changing speeds and then exploding. Because um, I'm able to change speeds and then put the ball in places where like they don't expect it. So um, it's just basketball is a game of skill, and eventually, you know, you can keep working on skill and you can keep working on athleticism. But you know, if you don't have skill, it's really hard to play the game. So um, I'm just trying to learn, like, new techniques of, uh, you know, how to get by people. Um, you know, some of my angles, I'm not – I need to get better at my angles because angles are really important in basketball. So, you know, if you cut an athlete off this way, they might catch you and pin you off the glass. But if you just cut them off a little closer, 
Like, you can place the ball where he can't get it. So, just working on that and staying mentally sharp. And that's something that, obviously, you said you're still working on it, and you've been able to get to this point still without, obviously, reaching the ultimate pinnacle of all the scales. So, I mean, how did it first start clicking that you realize, okay, I'm going to need to start taking taking scale really seriously? Um, I think it was, like, growing up, like, passing and ball skills always natural. Mm-hmm. But, like, I like I used to not dribble the ball at all. I used to be a, a catch-and-shoot, um, mm-hmm. corner-to-corner. Until about sixth grade, me and my dad talked about it, like, you know, the next stage for me, if I want to reach my dreams, like, then my goal, it still is my goal, is to be the best player ever. Like, can't do that just being one-dimensional. So that's when we started just hammering in, ball hammering, like, the same stuff every day with the heavy ball. And, you know, ever since then, like, that combined with um, just, like, luckily and gratefully having an innate ability to know what's going on on the floor without having to look everywhere. Um it just it intrigues me because there's so much more skill skills that you can enhance and grow by watching film and by practicing, especially when you play against other guys. So you know, I'm excited to continue to um, work at that and better my craft. I believe in middle school you're about five foot seven and you're now around six foot three. I mean, you grow into that much of growth spurt. How much has it helped your game? And just talk about how you kind of adjusted to having the new height. Oh, man, it's, it's been great. It's helped so much, yeah. <laughs> I was about 5'8", um, freshman year, 6'1", last year, 6'2", 6'3", now probably 6'3", maybe 6'4", with shoes. Um, yeah, it's been great. Like, I was – it's funny. People make fun of me because, like, they're like, how would you grow? Like, and my coach is like, he wills himself to grow. So, like, <laughs> like I never had a doubt in my mind that I was going to be tall. But, like, being a little guy growing up, being smaller, like, it just gave me a little chip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy I wasn't six, a 6'4", six, number one <laughs> sixth grader in the country like that. I think that helped me because now I just realized, like, what it's like to be that small. And, you know, you know, small guys, they have a little a little syndrome that, you know, it's hard to, <laughs> hard to, hard to knock them off course. So that's mm-hmm. something I always try to have. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have grown. And thanks to God and, you know, having good nutrition. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good size, and hopefully I can just get stronger and, you know, grow into my frame. And you talk about another thing that's big about you is you obviously have handshakes with pretty much everyone. I mean, just talk about why you've kind of become so well-known for having handshakes. Um, I don't know. I think that's more the creative piece. Mm-hmm. Um, like, saying hi to people, like, can get boring. I mean, now with corona, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't dap nobody up, but, uh. I think just being creative, um, saying hi to people, that's a good thing that you have to remember. So sometimes I'll forget someone's handshake. And, you know, that's like, I hate that. So I try to, you know, keep as many handshakes and try to remember them because it's kind of like a, a focus type of thing where you got you to gotta remember, like, who you had the handshake with and what it was. So I don't know. I think I've always done that as a kid. I'm just, just goofy sometimes. <laughs> and another big thing that you've kind of created is, we see all these jelly fans, we see the jam fans and all this, but you created your own thing, Wolfway. I mean, yeah. how'd that come up? How'd you, how'd you kind of come up with that idea? Um, I think I've told this story before. So there's a trainer in L.A. named Charlie Torres. Um, works out Clay, Stanley Johnson, Luka Doncic. Great person. And before I chose my high school, um, he sent me this video called How Wolves Change their environment 
and it was basically about how you drop when you drop a pack of wolves or drop a wolf in Yellowstone Park. They they did an experiment. Um, like Yellowstone was like struggling, like the river like was misshapen, um, trees weren't growing, mm-hmm. um, like there was no vegetation because uh, like the deer were all eating it. So like they dropped the pack of wolf, pack of wolves in there, and then like a six months go by, and like the river the river gets its shape back. Like there's flowers everywhere. Um, it's the most trees that have been in Yellowstone in like the history of Yellowstone. And it's all because of these wolves. So I was like, he just sent me that video, and at first I was like, why is this dude sending me like National Geographic videos? I'm about to, <laughs> I want to play basketball. But then we like we just watched it again, me and my dad, and like we just like we're like wow, like that's that's impactful, um, you know, knowledge to like to know that that's how he was thinking and that's how I was thinking about going into a school and changing the culture. So I was like, man, that's something I want everybody. So I started, I mean, me and my dad came up with the wolf way and started that. Just as, um, I think it's being okay with your own path and changing the culture in places and enhancing the culture. Not changing it for from what it was, but just making it better. And, um, you know, that's something I want to do at Stanford and doing the NBA and do the rest of my life wherever I'm at. It was changing the culture and uplift the people around me. So that's how it came about. That's awesome. And, yeah, I was just talking about your family and your dad. I mean, you guys obviously are from Mexico, or at least your parents are. I mean, talk about you kind of representing that and kind of representing your home. Yeah, so um, my dad was actually born in Mexico. Mom was born here, but um, both my grandparents on both sides, you know, immigrated from Mexico. It's just, um, like I was talking about earlier, it's something that helps me, that helps, like, give me a little fight. Um, you know, I fight for them, and fight for all they went through to help get their kids a better opportunity and now you know being their grandchildren i get to carry the torch and hopefully do something special that um you know their their names will always be remembered hopefully that's what i want to get to because um you know my name is remembered for playing basketball but then their story gets to be told and inspire others through that um that's so that's my mexican-american heritage is real important to me and i know you obviously get confused a lot people always don't know if you're American, if you're from overseas, I mean, having, I know you've had also had a lot of those complications before, I mean, what's some of the stories and how you kind of just dealt with that throughout your life? Man, I've gotten Middle Eastern, Argentina, <laughs> Brazil, Jewish, um, man, you name it, mm-hmm. New Zealand, Australia, like, people don't even know, um, but I'm, I'm Mexican-American, born in the U.S., um, you know, both families are from Mexico. That's awesome, and we see someone like Spencer Dinwiddie, obviously, has now been able to go. He's not from Nigeria, but he obviously could. He's going to be playing with them for the Olympics, and for you, I mean, would that possibly be any impact potentially playing on a Mexican team down the line someday? Yeah, I mean, we've talked to kind of both sides of the party, um, the USA side and Mexico side, so, you know, obviously... You know, USA has opportunities that Mexico doesn't. Um, so it's not from, like, a proud standpoint where, oh, I'm going to play for Mexico no matter what. Um, USA basketball is amazing, and they do a great job. So if they come and that opportunity presents itself, I'm definitely going to go there. But, you know, I can see myself playing for both. Um, you know, I'd be, I'd be honored to do either. No doubt, man. 
before I let you go, there's one more thing I want to touch up on, and that's obviously faith. I know it's a huge part in your life. I mean, just talk about your faith with God and just your, your, your how much your faith impacts your everyday life. Um, like, I think I needed, um, my goal is to get closer with him, always. I think that's anybody's goal, even if you're really close with him. But, like, he's someone I always um, turn to when it's good, but turn to when it's bad. I think you don't just want to turn to him when you're in a situation that you don't want to be in or something really good happened, because um, that's not fair to him. But uh, he's always in my corner, and this, none of this could be possible without him. And um, I want to represent that as best as possible and spread his message Um because he's giving me so much, he's giving me so much um, ability and a platform where I can inspire and spread his word. So I'm gonna do that forever and you know, always have him by my side. And now I know he's always watching over me and watching over my family. So you know, God's 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 a part of me, and this is this is all his work. So that's all I can say. Couldn't agree more. And. You talk about that, I mean, being going through a world of obviously being an athlete, there's temptation, there's stuff like that, and you're obviously keeping your faith. Not all people obviously will become a faith and a member of God, but, I mean, how do you kind of plan to stick on your path and stick to who you are down this entire road? I think um, I think that's why God created family. That's what family's for, um, you know, keeping you level-headed, keeping you grounded, um, keeping good habits is really important, especially if you want to be great. Like, you talk about being in the NBA. But if you want to be, you know, in different conversations and your fourth con- max contract conversations, like that's going to take detailed, detail-oriented um, thought processing and work. And um, you know, if you have God on your side and you have faith, then I think all that can be done with limited distraction. Couldn't agree more, my guy. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking time to come on, man, and definitely <laughs> congratulations on committing. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for having me. Anytime, man. You know you're always welcome, and God bless, man. Yes, sir. Stay blessed. I appreciate you.